crazy chick running down the street. I said, oh, pretty baby, why the great big heat? She said, oh, wow, I swear, don't you dig the scene? Daddy Cool's playing his piano machine. Well, Daddy who? Daddy Cool. Daddy who? Daddy Cool. Daddy Cool. This episode is dedicated to all the Aussie daddies today. Access Access All Areas, episode 118 of the podcast that aims to dive deep in all things a matter of in excess, their greatness, their ascent to the Hall of Fame, and doing it with my compadre and a bunch of great patrons and listeners. B, hello, how are you? Hello, how are you? <laughs> that was rather official, wasn't it? <laughs> it was a bit. Yeah. Yes. How are we? We're good, aren't we, Hayden? We are. We're good. We just we just did our Kath and Kim cuddle and kiss, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, we uh, we sometimes do have a bit of a banter before the show and even during the show, but we're just coming off a big deep dive. Uh, we, I don't know if we call it the B-line still, but we've just come off a, a big episode B where you were talking all things uh, photography and all things picturesque of Michael, which Ooh. elicited many, many responses. Yes. Did you listen? I did. Oh, my goodness. I'm glad I'm sitting down. And what did you think? <laughs> it's cute, isn't it? Yeah, he had lots of mm. insights. And obviously being there at a time and place, particularly uh, with Michael, who was a very photographic and photogenic subject, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I'll, I'll mention um, him a little bit later when I uh, intro the uh, part two. But, um, yeah, so Hayden, it's a bit special this week, isn't it? You feel Is it a really? little bit older. Ah. <laughs> oh, yes. Well, I have a, an interesting birthday. It's on the first day of spring here in Australia. So mm. uh, at the time of this particular release, uh, yes, I have had a birthday this week. And um, stop counting when you get a bit older, don't oh you, be? Is that God, right? Yes. Good. Yeah. Although, I mean, when you, when you ask me about my NXS week later, I think everybody can work my age out after I mention this. But um, I've got a few guys that would like to say happy birthday to you, Hayden. So let them say happy birthday to you oh my goodness thank you birthday Hayden hope you had a great one mate or having a great one I hope you're having a great birthday that is not just a great one have two while you're at it no maybe that's not such a good idea just stick to the one happy birthday Hayden ciao Happy birthday to you, happy birthday to you, happy birthday dear Hayden, happy birthday to you, happy birthday Hayden, you legend, I trust you're having a fabulous day and I'm sending you much love and best wishes for your day today, don't do anything I wouldn't do, happy birthday. Hi everybody, this is Andrew Farris. Just wanted to wish Hayden a very, very happy birthday. And wishing him all the best for the day and night and everything in between. Okay, bye. or something, but uh, I feel very honoured. Thank you very much. And, uh, well, we enjoy uh, uh, doing this podcast, B, and uh, serving uh, the band's greatness. And we thank you uh, always. 
Yeah, it was nice of them, really, wasn't it? They're so cool. Very so nice, very calling nice. you a legend. The oh, legend's well. calling you a legend. That's pretty cool. Can we, can we move away from me for a moment and get back to you? I want to know how your In Excess week is oh, going. Oh, okay? do you? Do you? Because I'm a fan of, of finding out about your In Excess week because mm. I feel like a kid going, please tell me, like, give me a story. What's happening? I became a kid again um, when a lovely guy called Andrew Lambie got in touch with me via Twitter and said, hey, B, look at this. And he found my ticket from when I went to the Odeon to see in excess in 1986. He's found the yes. actual ticket. So I got in touch with the guy. His name's Merv. Hello, Merv. Merv's listening now. <laughs> and Merv actually was at the concert. Um, and I think he's from Wolverhampton or somewhere like that. Mm. And uh, yeah, so he's got lots, lots more in excess stuff. So he might be selling a few more things. So we'll have to look out for him on Hutch Nation. But I can't wait. It was just yeah. so cool to see the ticket again. And right in the middle, it says BB. As in row B, yeah. As in me. Spooky, spooky, spooky. <laughs> yeah. And I obviously sent it to Kirk and he goes, wow, that's amazing. One of the interesting things and probably, you know, a little bit of an early fan engagement, but uh, I do get quite a few messages per week from fans sort of wanting to know about concerts and gigs and what was played and things like that. And I think maybe Darren might have sent me something the other day. And I, I just sort of said, well, look, if you go to a website, called Setlist FM and then punch in your favourite band or artist, you will be able to go back to any date or period and find out. And I did this uh, a few years ago uh, trying to remember a U2 concert I first went to and you're able to sort of go back to the date and the, and the time and see the set list. And it's funny, sometimes you think I heard a song at a concert and I didn't hear a song. It was another song, you know. So that was an interesting sort of retrospective that people can also follow and do. Yeah, yeah, it was really good. Got a lot of comments from it. And our friend Sue D, who we mentioned quite a lot at the on the end of yeah. the patrons as one of our special patrons. Well, I mean, she she has told me stories, but she written wrote in the uh, comments that, you know, she actually followed the band for two weeks in England. She came over from America and yeah. um, you know, she yeah. she was um on the tour bus. So she's my hero. And um, she was actually saying that when the boys weren't using their rooms, they, they allowed the girls to use the room to shower in. No sex, she says, although she did try. <laughs> <laughs> she tried. Oh, there you go. Um, all right. <laughs> Uh, one of the things that is sort of upon us, uh, you know, it's 45 years since the band sort of formed and I guess there are a lot of legacy articles we'll talk about in the news uh, section coming up. But um, uh, I guess there's, uh, I, I don't know about you, B, but uh, have you been hearing much in excess on the radio lately? I've just been hearing lots of little things uh, popping up, whether it's been songs or music or whatever. Um, it's in excess been uh, peppering the airwaves in Coffs Harbour for you? Yes, it has. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it has uh, more more than ever. Yeah, uh, even the youngsters are playing it a bit more now as well, aren't they? And also some different tracks I've been hearing on the radio too. Some things I haven't heard for a while as well. So, uh, long may they live, live baby, live. Okay, um, yeah, nice. But this is normally the time where we welcome new patrons aboard and also our existing patrons. So over to you. I'd like to say hello to everybody outside on the highway. Let's all say hello to everybody outside. It's about ten thousand people at Hello to our honorary members, Tim Farris, Nick Egan, Mark Opitz, Richard Simpkins, Cameron Adams, Mary Woods, Darren Jones and Paul Jolie. Our patrons, Carmen, Carrie-Anne, Laurie, Danielle, Sarah Markram, Sarah Camio, Dr. Jim, Katie, Lisa Mack, Anne-Marie, Susan P, Susan B, Foxy, Pedro, Mandy, Matt, Linda, Yvonne, Caroline, Amanda H, Amanda V, David, Tracy, Paul Bridges, Paul Buckley, Sandrine, Ella, Ryder, Tony, Erica, Abigail, Martin, Val, Jim, Matey, Kelly, Jackie, Sean, Sheila, Shannon, Helen, Brett, Suzanne, Laurel, Bard, Genevieve, Shelby, Manny, Laurie, Jill, Yari, Leos, Heidi, Paula, Lisa Urban, Angie, Nancy, Juliet, Jenny, Scott, Anthea, Maria, Nicole, Tracy, Darren, Vernon, Jamie, Diana. 
and special mentions to Sue D, Joe Robbins, John A. Vink, Michael, Glenn, Paul and Jay. Welcome to the podcast. Well, uh, we actually, uh, well, you particularly did the uh, part one of the uh, Chris Cafaro uh, interview last week. We've got part two coming up today, and I guess there's a few little sort of sneak peeks uh, that you can sort of share that are going to come up today. So any hints that the listeners can look forward to in about 20 minutes' time? Well, first of all, I have to say for the first three minutes, me and Chris are actually advertising <laughs> Australia. Right. <laughs> so okay. once you get through the first three minutes of how glorious Australia is and that Chris wants to live over here, and, and then we yes. get into uh, the in excess the and also the, yeah, Michael. So we talk about, um, um, the, we have some of the um, the questions from the listeners in this part. Yep. And we talk about my, um, the conversation that Michael had with uh, Chris as well. And we also talk about the SMS mask and about Michael's kinky side oh. and we also talk about Michael's Doc Martin. so there's quite a lot packed into this part too. Michael did wear Doc Martens. He was one of the original Doc Martin wearers, actually. He was. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, looking forward to that in the uh, topic uh, later. But B, what's the time for? It's time for the news. Hi, this is Sarah from Sydney. You're listening to In Excess, Access All Areas, and now it's time for the news. All right, B, well, in Chartwatch this week in the news, the album still retains its presence in the top 50. It has had a slight dip from 45 to 48, but it is sort of still there in the chart. So hopefully through uh, people uh, getting on board, it can retain its presence there. Um, also, 2B, uh, did you know, I think yesterday, a lot of the H- HD uh, videos got released on uh, YouTube, I think. I did see Heaven Sent pop up. I don't know if they're staggering them out, but uh, I do know a friend of the podcast, MM, did sort of uh, post something out there uh, regarding, I think it might have been not enough time he might have put out there. Okay. Last night, yeah. Um, but uh, I guess uh, that's a, an exciting sort of addition now with those songs coming out uh, with the HD sort of, uh, uh, I guess, uh, uh, sound and picture and all those particular sort of uh, uh, visuals. Uh, also, too, there were some people posting yesterday, B, that I think The Greatest Hits Now has come out in the 5.1 Dolby sort of uh, uh, sound also. I think for those who have a real attention to detail with their listening of any music, you will be able to see the difference. Uh, and I think I also, think back to the Live Baby Live when they remastered all of that. You could definitely see the difference in sound and visual quality, couldn't you? Yeah, hear the difference even. Yeah, yeah. So from that sort of point of view, um, again, part of the uh, ensemble of things, and maybe that, as I said, the uh, the greatest hits Dolby release may, uh, uh, again, give the uh, album a bit of a spike uh, in the charts and things. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Okay. Uh, also, too, a little bit of a news. We're going to talk a little bit about touring news. Uh, Andrew has released a little bit of a Northern Australia, Queensland, New South Wales uh, series of about eight to ten concerts, B. Andrew and Andrew. Andrew and Andrew, that's right. <laughs> but I think he finishes up playing at Lazots in Newcastle there, uh, but doing it particularly around Queensland, Bundaberg, to uh, New South Wales itself. Uh, so that's exciting in the October-November period this year. Uh, and I don't know if they're makeup shows for other periods or they're just an extension for the last tour. Uh, either way, do yourself a favour. Also, too, the great Lee Harding, uh, who we've talked about a number of times over the years on this podcast, uh, was a former finalist uh, on, I think, The Voice, and he may have also won uh, the Australia's Got Talent show many, many years ago. But he was a guy I saw in 2006, I think, or 2005, uh, no, actually 2006 in Brisbane, supporting In Excess, but he, since that particular time, has done his own In Excess sort of retrospective memorial called Mystify, and he's going to be playing that again in Ocean Grove uh, down here in Victoria on the 8th of October, and that's the first time I think he's been playing for a while. So I'm going to see if I can get to that, uh, and he'd be great. No, you're not. You're with me oh, on the 8th of fuck, October. I am too. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> <laughs> you are too. Yeah, no, big night out, mate. Uh, but not in that way. <laughs> not in that way. <laughs> uh, we're, 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 we're seeing. Uh, oh, that's right. We're seeing in excessive, aren't we? Are we? 
We're going to the casino. See an excessive, okay. Yeah, we're going to the Palms. Sorry, Lee, yeah. you'll have to come and support the inexcessive voice. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, but, yes, uh, but also just to be coincidental, uh, the inexcessive New South Wales guys, they're playing in Orange uh, in September, the 24th, uh, and the inexcessive guys uh, are also playing on the 13th of September at the Lucky Garage in about two weeks' time. So very excited about that one because it's near my home. Uh, so there's quite a lot of in excess music going around, going around uh, the traps, especially here in Oz. But also, I also urge you to check your guides over in America and England because there are stuff there that we will release soon as well. And in France, in France, France, in France, in France. <laughs> Do tell. France. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I uh, I've got some new friends. How are you oh, doing? okay. We oui, we. Oui. Um, Lou, Lou, and Teddy. Yeah. <laughs> I like saying Teddy. Yeah. Um, so Terry's the manager and Lou, they're they're in France. I do urge you to check out their Facebook page. We will send a link to that. Um, they're yeah. going to be playing something called the Giants of Rock, which include In Excess, Queen, and Pink Floyd on the 12th of November. Not only that, I'm yeah. also going to post something that Lou has just sent me of him going to the gates where Michael's um, place was in France, went to his villa. Yeah. Oh, and it's bigger than you th- like bigger than I thought uh-huh. it would be. It's beautiful. It's only a, a couple of uh, seconds um, video, so we'll put that onto the platforms for you too. Yeah. Um, wow. So thank you, Lou. That was very special. Very special. <laughs> All right. Well, in news, if you punch in excess into the Google search engine, you will find there's lots and lots of articles going on at the moment, but just a couple to share with you. Uh, there's one called I Know All News, as in a publication. That particular one has a good track listing uh, of the uh, Ask Festival gig songs that were played that day, uh, all nine of those songs that are going to be on the album. So, B, I thought for the listeners who who weren't around, who are unsure, the Ask Festival uh, in 1983 that's going to come out uh, in October as a companion piece to the uh, rebooted Shabu Shabar. Uh, first song is Soul Mistake. Second, Here Comes. Third is Jan Song. Fourth is Spy of Love. Fifth is To Look At You. Sixth is The One Thing. Seventh is uh, Old World, New World. Number eight is Black and White. And number nine is Don't Change. So yeah. they've played effectively nine of the 11 songs here at the festival. So, uh, But I thought that would be handy for listeners to get a, uh, an idea of as to the live tracks that will be on that uh, companion piece. Also, too, additionally, there's a, an article or a publication called Trend Radars. Uh, there's a great, great sort of deep dive with Andrew, who's doing a lot of press in America at the moment, uh, just about his album and country and, and the in excess history and things. Also, too, 15-Minute News, there's another Andrew article in 15-minute news, just diving deep on his, uh, again, American tour and, and his NXS background. But excitedly, B, there's a couple of podcasts out this week that aren't us about uh, NXS accessible areas, but we have Gary popping up in an Australian podcast, which is uh, it's basically Sky Racing Big Breakfast. Uh, it's a New South Wales-Sydney podcast that talks a little bit about rugby league and Gary's love of sports. But it also, I uh, had a listen to it earlier, uh, it goes for about 20 minutes and Gary talks a little bit about Ash and Moon, the tour, uh, how things got put off, mm-hmm. the history of In Excess. Uh, and an interesting stat, he said he'd only been back to Australia once in the last 10 years, which uh, I remember he came mm-hmm. back for the uh, 40th anniversary. So, But, yeah, there's, mm-hmm. there's a couple of good little nuggets. Go to Player FM uh, and then put in Sky Racing Big Breakfast Gary Beers. You should find it. And also there's another podcast called Music Universe, episode 146. I haven't listened yet, but I believe there's a good podcast interview session with Andrew on that. Again, kudos to people out there who are spreading the excess love. That's the news of the week. Hi there, this is Nick Egan, better known by you fans as the designer of the Kick, X and Live Baby Live covers, as well as director of the Searching and Don't Lose Your Head videos. Just under two years ago, I was on vacation driving up the central coast of California with my family and I was looking for something to listen to and I came across a podcast which immediately aroused my attention. It had a quirky but professional style to it. It was conversational, there was a lot of humour. I was immediately taken by it and reached out to both Hayden and B and offered myself as an interviewee, of which I did 
where I talked about the kit cover primarily. And since then, I've appeared on the show on a couple of occasions or a few occasions. And um, I've seen it go from being a relatively localized but popular uh, podcast to becoming a global podcast. So I also wanted to say to you fans out there, if you're not patrons already, please, please sign up, become patrons, because both B and Hayden do this as volunteers. They both have jobs as well as this. They put a lot of dedication into this podcast, a lot of love and a lot of time and effort. And even if you can't afford to become a patron, try and contribute in some way because we need podcasts like this. We need podcasts that come from the fans, that are true to the fans. And we don't want to sit here corporate band podcasts. We want to hear real podcasts from real people. Anyway, congratulations, Hayden and B. All right, B, well, topic of the week, part two. I gave a few little nugget hints earlier about Chris. Uh, I guess, you know, what I could sense there, you guys uh, really set him to connect very well, and hopefully that, I'm sure, continues in part two. Yes, it does. So let's go. Everybody. Welcome back to the Beeline. This is part two with Chris Cafaro, the photographer who took many photos of Michael Hutchins and in excess. People tell me all the time for the last 20 years why I don't move to Australia and I there's a lot of reasons for it, but now I want to move there. It's like really funny. I, I keep saying to everybody, I want to move to Australia. If I, if I won the lottery tomorrow, I, I'd be there the next day. I actually talked to lawyers about it and everything. Well, you realize I'm from England originally and I'm, yeah. I've only been here um, 18 years and I pinch That's myself. a long time. I pinch myself every day still. I mean, I'm I'm in a, I'm looking out at my window and banana fields and it's just wonderful, you know? Um, yeah. And the beach is I just live, there. I just want to. I want to find some small beach town, and and the only I keep telling my friends the only decision I want to have to make every day is do I, do I want to walk left or do I want to walk right down Pretty the beach? Much. That's that's the only yeah. stress I want. I'll live ten years longer if I can move to Australia. It's true. It's true. You do. I mean, I I, I started in Melbourne, which I love. Love Melbourne. Love Melbourne. Um, you don't like Melbourne. I love it. I love the vibe. Boring. I live, oh, you might not have been living I'm in the still, right place. I'm always saying that because my friend is probably going to listen to this and she will kill me. <laughs> Here's the sarcasm. <laughs> um, and then yeah, I moved to um, Sydney and I was there for twelve years and. Um, I, I know it's all about your time of life for me it was bringing right. up the children so right. I was a mummy and it wasn't yeah. the right yeah, that, yeah. No, mommy's been it. nice but like it's not me yeah. and now I'm back to me and I'm in a small coastal town and like you say it's just like I can breathe well like what I tell people is when I was younger so I started going there in 88 so I was 28 and I, I've probably been there almost 15 times now but like when I was younger I hated it like I was like you guys are too slow it's too uh, slow for me I'm I'm going 100 miles an hour you guys are going 50 yeah. and even now when I go there I yell at everybody like what are you guys like I got shit to do and they're like oh no worries mate I'm like no there is worries let's go we got work to do because I'm a workaholic <laughs> and so it drives everybody crazy I get make fun of all the time but now that I'm older, you know, I love slow. Yeah. <laughs> like I love slow. Yeah. And the slower, the better. I, so. I can actually really relate as well because I lived in um, in a, a big town in England and then I moved to London and it was so fast paced, you know. Everyone moved yep. really, you, you dead stop because yep. like you just yep. whoom, get off you, the tube. And you're over. Work. Um, but I loved it. I loved it. Loved it. So uh, yeah, it's taking me this long, you know, Melbourne, Sydney, now here to to sort of like wind down. I just, I don't think I could handle <laughs> London again now thinking yeah. about it. Well, I, I have friends, uh, you know, in my bestie lives in, in Melbs and I talk shit to her every day. I like Melbs, but I couldn't live there. I like visiting. I love being there. This exhibition, I'm going to end up being there for like two and a half weeks. So I've got to be ready for that. Um, but I like Melbs, but I love Sydney and I do love Bondi mm. a lot because that's where I always stay because I like, I like beaches to begin with. I grew up in a sense around beaches. So 
I like that life kind of thing and, and Bondi and, suits and Bondi me just right. cute, isn't it? You know, all those little lame ways and the bookshops yeah. and the nice, it's got like a real nice hipster. And I know it, now I know it really well. Yeah. And you, yeah, yeah. When you know somewhere and you don't have to move from there, everything's there. Yep. Um, so you don't have to go to the bustle, hustle and bustle. Anyway, this podcast is about in excess and not about trying Who? to sell. You want to see something funny? You want to see something funny? Oh, yes, please. Fun? Yes, I do. He's going to the back of the room and he's picking so every, every, every month I go to my vault. I have a vault where I store all my film and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, um, so every month I go to my vault and I pull job, what these are called job folders where there's film in them. Every job has a folder where the film and the negatives go in and that, and I got boxes and like, is this going to be a rare NXS photo you're going to set? So did you see the NXS, did you see the NXS layout in Rolling Stone magazine they did on me? I know. Amazing. Yeah. Well, congratulations on that. Very. (laughs) (laughs) You want my autograph? Big Ed. (laughs) I have your autograph, but yeah, you'll have your number one. Wasn't it fun though? It I, was I, really good, mate. Really the good. Editor, the editor is a good friend of mine, Poppy, mm-hmm. and I love her to death. And she asked me to do that out of nowhere. And I was like, what? And she goes, we loved your Michael pictures. What about your NXS stuff? Fantastic. So she put that spread to six pages together. And I was like, wow, this is cool. And uh, so of course, every one of my friends that saw it in Australia, like literally made made fun of me and made best, sent me nasty messages. <laughs> but here's, this is the actual Mike. proof sheets. The proof sheets to the NXS shoot. Oh, look at that. Those are the actual ones. The proof sheets to everything. Oh, So this is all the proof sheets. This is all, I'll show you like so 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 who who gets these when you uh, pass away? (laughs) There's Michael. See Michael right there? Oh, there he is on stage. Nice. So these are all the film to that, all that one time I shot them. And, you know, this is like literally. But you, you must have, been to see them a few times but you only took your camera that look at all this you no, have I, no, that so was, much you that only was saw the only time w- I what I, the only time I saw them live was that show wow I never saw them again um but um it's funny is so I have this is all the proof sheets everything's here this is the whole shoot and so you'll be bringing lots. those with you no, this is in my vault. <laughs> Just copies. <laughs> yeah. So, so what I do is I scan up the best shots, and I I have a massive like digital vault, and I'm the last few years I'm like kind of digitally archiving my best ofs and things like that. So I pull sessions all the time, go through them, scan a bunch of the good ones. I have these hard drives that have massive amounts of storage, and mm, so I'm mm. ca- I'm digitally cataloging my entire life basically. I tell you what I found really exciting when I first heard about you really uh, and and that you were coming over and you were rolling out some prints of Michael on the big printers and you were doing some videos. Do you still have that? I'd love to show the listeners that. Yeah, you can find anything about Michael in in my story videos at kafarohits.com. Okay. Um, my, you know, Kafaro, my last name, hits.com has videos of telling the stories behind the photos, telling, you know, all sorts of really good, you know, information. Like, you know, people want to go, oh, what's the story behind when you shot Michael? And I tell the story of, you know, Michael's the guy, the, he got me to buy Doc Martens the first time, thanks to Mike. I wasn't wearing Doc Martens until I met Michael. few questions to go put to you from a few of our listeners (laughs) all right we've got um one of my well the we we have patrons to show that pay and and support us and so we give them um the the, uh opportunity to ask you some questions and um felicia weary aside from being photogenic what do you think made michael hutchins an interesting person to photograph apart from the it factor and and did you use the same equipment or did you change for each shoot Ooh, good question Mm, i thought so a bit technical (laughs) yeah so i would say besides michael having the you know what it would honestly kind of hate 
because I'm going to get in trouble saying this because I've heard this through other people. What's his name? Richard Lowenstein, who directed the Mystify. Okay, yes. And he, he came to your opening. He did. Yeah. And yeah. him and I had a really good talk about Michael and we have mutual friends. You know what, for me, I, I don't know if anybody would say anything about Michael was just really, really nice guy. Mm-hmm. You know, he was typical Aussie, nice guy. You know what I mean? And I don't, and he, I think he was humble about, he knew he was a rock star, but because I've shot so many people on stage, you're, you're the rock star off stage. It's like, he's just regular, you know, just a, a mm-hmm. regular guy. And, you know, and I thought what made him a great subject was besides having the it factor was he's good looking, but there's a difference between being good looking. I've said this for literally 50 years. There's a, there's a difference between being beautiful and being photogenic. Yes. Beautiful is beautiful. Photogenic has not a lot to do with looks. It has to do with personality. And he had personality. I tell people all the time, if you've ever seen Kate Moss without makeup, she just looks like skinny little kid. But you put makeup on her, you put the camera in front of her, there comes that photogenic, amazing, beautiful model. Mm. So there's that. He was very photogenic in that way. I mean, even the pictures I see of him that I didn't take, I'm like, wow, that's amazing. Now on the equipment answer, during that time, uh, I, I've gotten through so I've gone through so many cameras in my career and stuff like that. But during that time, I was using pretty much the same lighting, all pro photo lighting. Pretty my lighting setups, my, my whole life are really simple. I'm really lazy. Even my assistants, I tell them I'm lazy. One light, one light. Let's do. You know, I I'm just lazy. But I was using the same type of cameras. I was using all these uh, what they were called Mamiya RZ cameras. Uh, it was all six by seven film film shot in triax and stuff like that. But I liked I liked you know the different periods of my life were different cameras. If I always tell people someday I'm going to make like a little graph of like where I was at with what. Oh, cool, you know, yeah. You know, but it's like, but I've always kept things simple. I always tell people if you look at my work, just even if you look at the hundred greatest hits which are on my website, you go look at that. And then go look at Richard Avedon's work and you'll see where I ripped it off completely. I ripped him off completely. <laughs> I don't lie about it. People are like, that looks like an Avedon. I go, yup. You know, I was 10 years old looking at that stuff all day, yeah, every day. Yeah, yeah. Does that help? That that's, that's the beauty of black and white because you can have the, 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 the difference with the lighting more so, right. can't you? Uh, you know, the gradients and the texture. Yeah, I'm, I always tell people, I think when I shoot, it's, I would say it's 75% black and white. Mm-hmm. I have to force myself to do something in color. Yeah. Um, but there's nothing in colorful in the picture. And I, then I go, okay, let me do, let me, it's like make it, it's automatically black and white to me. If the guy's wearing a black jeans and a white t-shirt, well then there's no, and the only color in the picture is his skin tone. Well then I'm going to make it in black and white. Yeah, I just, makes it just makes it more interesting. It makes you actually look into the picture more and and want to know more if it's black and white for some reason than a color. Yeah. Because there's also there's too much information in itself, isn't there, with a color photograph? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I mean, I always tell people there's lots of beautiful color shots of Michael from that session. Mm. Lots of them. There are. I mean, that gallery is on my. You can see all of them. And not the, not everything in from the catalog is in there, but there's a good set of galleries in the, in the setup. But the gallery, the catalog shows, you know, the best of the best from that session. And I think but the catalog- But even the color photographs are quite, um, me, would you say muted? Like they're not like overly exposed, exaggerated. They're desaturated. They're, 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 they've yeah, got they're a warmth to them. Um, yeah, I, I always I always like my colors to be desaturated, so mm. I like to desaturate a lot. I don't like things to be too vivid. Yeah, it's a great book. Really like yeah. flicking through it. I actually got your um, postcards as well, but I didn't yeah. get you to sign those ones. You know what's funny right now? Just so you know, right now uh, on my website. I'm sold out of those catalogs. There's no more. No and more. I keep getting emails from people going, when are you going to get more back? When are you going to get more back? And I'm like, I don't know. So then I found, I found two and this one woman wanted it sent to her and buy it, but it was, she was all like in, I think it was in Scotland or something. And the shipping costs were twice as much as the mm. catalog. Mm. And she was like, "Never mind." And I said, I know, I'm sorry. Shipping's ridiculous these days. It is. And, and so I was like, I'm sorry. I really, I wish I could send it, but I can't. Wish there was a way around that. It, it cripples me. Really does I'm, cripple me. I know. I'm, I'm scared right now that last that Michael Hutchins exhibition. I spent three thousand dollars on shipping. 
Whoa. So I can see it's going to be probably twice that much on this next trip. Yeah. Well, so make sure you bring my, lots with you. Yeah. I can only bring so much stuff with me and then I have to ship the rest. So it gets really expensive fast. Mm. Any other questions from the people? Perhaps you can have them printed here, the books. Maybe. No, it's, it wouldn't. It would, doesn't it can't work. work. Yes, I do have more questions. Um, I've got a guy called Darren George. He's a very excitable young chappy and he's always got something to say. Was Michael one of the most um, photogenic? Oh, we've asked that one. Um, do you have any um, special or personal photos of Michael that he signed for you? No. <gasps> so the one thing I never did, I never did, and I still won't do, is whenever I met and shot all these people, I, A, I would never take a picture with them because I didn't like having my picture taken, so I wasn't going to do that. I never asked for autographs. I never asked, like, really anything from anyone. I think the one time, I think one time I asked somebody for something was like, like literally was like one time. I never treated people like, like, ooh, they're something bigger or better or something special. I, I always tell people, I, I talk shit to everybody. I mean, I always tell people that, that I'm, my assistants would cringe when I would talk shit to actors and rock stars and celebrities. I, you know, I, I would tell people 20 years ago when I shot Kobe Bryant, I, I spent the whole day talking shit to Kobe Bryant and my clients were like, oh my God, what are you doing? And he loved me because of it. I, I'm not afraid oh, of Oh, you're adorable. You're adorable. No, but they, they just, I, I just treat people like people. I'm like, you're just because you, you know, just because you're the lead singer of NXS doesn't me think you're any better than me, buddy. Mm. And, you know, and I would say just, you know, yeah, you can sing and you got, you know, tens of thousands of girls that want you. Well, I can take pictures. <laughs> <You know? laughs> what we got out of Michael um, was, that, or what we hear that I, I, I never yeah. met him, was that he was a good listener and he would have been very interested in you anyway. So I'm sure that's so true. Yeah, I would. Yes, I can think of the two, the two times I was with him. The first time in in Canada, we're backstage, backstage, sitting there, him and I, nobody else, bands, not even there, and him and I are just talking because we're talking about Martha and Kathy and and all this stuff, and and I'm just like. You know, we're just hanging out, talking about shit. And I've told him how I just gotten back from Australia, my first trip. And he's like, you know, what'd you think? And where'd you go? And then I tell him how I was getting drunk every night and, mm-hmm. and all this crazy stuff and how I, you know, it, it, and, you know, he, I was with George Michael and he knew George and it was just, you know, it was like, we were just having a conversation like any other per conversation. Yeah. And then I tried, I tried on his Doc Martens and I thought these are cool. And then I <laughs> went home and bought some. <laughs> how many holes? Yeah. <laughs> um, how the what, I can't remember at the time. Is it the nine holers? <laughs> yeah, the t- the tall ones. He, he was wearing whatever he was wearing. Anyway, but let's talk about the SMS mask. Oh, God. Oh, God. There's like two sessions, isn't there? There's the one where he's got like the half mask on with the cigarette. But the other one is really nice where he's got his eyes covered in some sort of... um, Blindfold. Blindfold. But it's like a leather blindfold, isn't it? Yep. Or PVC, maybe. I don't know. Tell me about that one. Where did it come from? Whose was it? Was it yours? It was mine. (laughs) Why is yours? <laughs> so, how do I say this? I don't want to scare your listeners. Wait, we're away. okay. We're adults. Okay, anybody under eighteen, please turn off it up. No, okay, <laughs> no. so I, I've I live a life, and um, I've had friends that I, I'm not, but I have friends who live in the BDSM kink world. So I've been around it for forever. So I don't partake. I'm too tired. So, but basically, <laughs> at the time. I had asked a friend or two that I knew that knew Michael and that had fucked Michael. Mm-hmm. And they knew that he'd like that. <laughs> I knew that he, he had a little bit of a kinky side to himself. Mm-hmm. 
And I said, hmm, interesting. So I grabbed the, the, I borrowed the mask and the blindfold from a friend of mine. And I said, I'm bringing this to the shoot with me. And basically what happened is after we got through most of the shots, the main ones, I just said to him, look, I brought these along. Would you be interested in wearing this and then these? And he was like, he smiled and snickered a little bit and laughed. And he said, yeah, I'd love to. And he put the mask on and started smoking a cigarette. And I just laughed and it was just, it was just, uh, <laughs> he got into it. It, he, he went. To, he didn't run from it. He wasn't shy about it. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then I said, let's put, do the blindfold. Let's cover your eyes. And because I already gotten all the other stuff easily, you know, I, I knew I had enough already. And I still to this day love the shot of him wearing the mask with the cigarette in his mouth. Oh, you like that. that one? Yeah, I do. Because just because of the fact that he he's was, so different as well, isn't it? Yeah, but it's like he had the balls enough to do it where a lot yeah. of people would be like, oh, I'm, I would never do that. And he was like, let's do it, you know. So I'm so. looking, as you're talking, I'm looking at the um, the actual, um, all the different ones you're there. And he's like growing with the cigarette in his mouth. He's having some fun with it, hey? Oh, totally. He he had fun, period. We had fun. It was a fun day. Mm. I, I always tell, I don't do anything unless it's fun. Just trust oh. me, I would have walked out of there if I wasn't on the boat. <laughs> That's what makes him special. Or so what made him special for me as a subject was like, you know, I tell all, all my subjects to this day, like you, you it's like, I, I always tell, I like shooting crazy people, crazy fucked up people make me happy because they make the best pictures. And when somebody's got that craziness in them, it just makes for better pictures. And, and I'm, I'm a, I'm a big, I'm crazy. My whole life I've been told I was crazy and I'm crazy to this day. And I live by this motto and I'm passing it on to the world. Be crazy, be fucking crazy. Just don't be stupid. Oh, yeah. I tell people all the time, crazy is one thing, stupid is another. Don't be stupid. Don't be stupid. Um, Well, that brings me on to Nirvana then. So you actually took some photos of Nirvana back in Seattle in the day, didn't you? Yes. So I shot the first session. How did that go? That would have been crazy. the first session I did with, yeah, it was fun. But the first session I did with Nirvana was Dave Grohl's first session with the band and he had just joined the band and uh, we spent the day shooting and the manager's a friend and would just set it up for me. He said that we've got a new drummer. We need some photos. I said, great, let's go do it. And so we did. And, you know, I've shot a lot of people in my career and, you know, luckily I'm, I'm, grateful and proud the fact that a lot of my images have become iconic to the artist mm-hmm. um like i said at the beginning of greatest hits i say to people i say to i just met a bunch of people last week everybody in the world has seen one of my photos at least one but they don't know it's me and i i'm tr- that's what i'm trying to change with greatest hits and i'm not some ego guy thinking because i still think i'm a failure every day of my life but that's just because my standards and goals are so high like you know, you could sit there, I, Chris, you did this. And I got, that's still not enough. I want to do this. And then I want to do this. And, you know, it's so many years of therapy. I've got it all figured out. <laughs> You're an interesting guy and you've got all these stories and it's such yeah. a character that, that the world does need to know about you, Chris. It's like, have you ever met, met Nick Egan, one of my friends? And and he also did the Kick album and he did I the I met album. him years ago. Oh, I love What Nick. a character. I, yes. <laughs> I met him. I met him at the Sunset Marquee through who did I meet him through Danny I maybe oh Saber uh, yeah they're good yeah, friends I might have met him through Danny might have but yeah I met Nick because Nick was also friends with mutual friends of mine as well you know when you're in the music industry at that time it was small mm-hmm. right and everybody yeah. kind of knew everybody and you knew every band on every label nowadays there's a billion of them you can't you know I don't know anybody but yeah Nick's Nick's great you know but I, you know my tagline for greatest hits is I have a million stories in the photos to prove it that's my tagline and that's the facts yes so but it's just about for me right now it's just trying to get people to I'm not you know I tell people all the time I don't run around you know I don't think I'm special I don't like to drop names I don't like to, to say stupid shit about this or that I just I am who I am and I always tell people I'm old school man I let the photos do the talking I'll put my I'll put my body of work up to any fucker on the planet. Period. Or you'll let and the so, photos open the questions as well for the stories right, right. that you have. Mm. And that's why I like doing um, the artist talks. Like the artist talk for Michael Hutchins was fun. You know things like that. I, I like to hear what people have to say and how the mu- and how the music and the photography t- you know touched them and stuff. That I, that's what I live for at this point in my life. You know what I mean? Well, now you've got such a body of work behind you as well. 
I know it's mm. it's crazy. I swear to God. Today I was scanning pictures from 1986. And I was just like, where did the time go? Is that like 10 years ago? No, 20. Mm. No, no. I can't even do the math. And I'm like, oh God, no. It's too long ago. <laughs> I know. So, you know, so I, I sit there and, you know, I tell people all the time, because I know photo- photographers are insecure idiots, most of them. And I'm not, um, not when it comes to my work, but it's like, I, but I do, you know, with greatest hits, you know, I, I know what I've done, you know, I'm confident in what I've done. I know what I'm capable of doing to this day. And, you know, you, the, the honest truth is my music work is not even my best work. So what would you say was your best work then? That's a whole other story for another day. Uh, <laughs> then I, I have shoot, to go sh- listen, start listening to your podcast now, don't I? <laughs> no, I just, I, I shoot under five different alias names. Oh. I have five different characters I created and I shoot under different names so people don't know it's me. Oh, you you're not going to tell me now, are you? No, not, not, no. On, not on the live, not, well, maybe in the back channels. <laughs> but, are you but Annie? Just, <laughs> yes, that's me. Um, that's funny. But no, I just tell people I'm a creator and I have been my whole life and I'm, I'm cursed. I have a curse. I love what I do and I do what I love and it's my blessing and my curse and I never get enough. If I can shoot pictures today, the greatest pictures ever today, by tomorrow I'll be this shit sucks. I need to do better, you know, and, and give me more. I'm, I'm, I'm literally, my friends will tell you, he, I'm annoying. They, you're annoying, Chris, because I'll shoot and I'll go, I want more. Give me more. I want more. I'm never satisfied ever. Sense. I've never been like, as far as I'm concerned out there, people, these Michael Hutchins pictures suck. And I know I can do better. If Michael was around, I would ask him to do it again. You know, like I just, I'm always been that way. There's just like, but at the same time, I have a healthy balance of under, I can step back from it all and say, yeah, look, Chris, these are great. This is all good. Yeah. You're, listen you're, to you're, listen to your fans. The fans are telling yeah. you it's good. So yeah, no, be, I know be that. at peace my, with that. Mm. You should see my friends who have known me for 20, 30, 40 years. <laughs> They're just like, that's why they threaten to kill me all the time. Like, <laughs> shut up. Like, just shut up. Let it go. You but know. just going, just thought in my head that um, just going back to the Michael Sessions, you did have him at like his best. You know, yes. <laughs> that session was the best years of his 1993. life. Oh my God. Right? Amazing. Well, that's what I say to people. If you look at a lot of my photos, that's, we talk about that in the, in my, in my TV series about being at the right place at the right time, not yeah. physically in a location, the right place at the right time with the artist in their time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Getting Nirvana with Dave Grohl was the right time to get Nirvana. Getting Michael then was at the right time of getting Michael, right? Getting, getting uh, George Michael oh. after Wham with Faith, that's the Bam. right time. <laughs> yeah. You know? So being at the right place at the right time was very, very important. Mm-hmm. That makes Who's sense. the most beautifulest woman or most um, photogenic woman that you've photographed? <laughs> you might upset people if you say yeah, it. Yeah, no. Well, uh, you know, as a musician-wise, that's an yes, easy answer. musician. Let's just okay, get so musician. That's an easy answer. One of my favorite people ever is Gwen Stefani. Oh, my goodness. She's a stunner, isn't she? I did their first album cover in 91, mm. and uh, I shot him out a few times after that. And I love Gwen to death. I owe her to this day. I haven't seen her in forever, but I owe her to this day. She did one of the nicest things for me many years ago. I owe her. I'll love her till the end of time. But she's a sweetheart, She, you know, and shooting her is the easiest thing to do in the world. She's another one. She's like, you know, just point the camera, click the shutter. It doesn't matter because it's Gwen Stefani. Do you know she, what I mean? She was matter. massive for a while and then just dropped off, didn't she? Is that, yeah, was, she, she had children or it just, yeah, it, she's got just a became kids. a mom and yeah. yeah mm. And then she's got, you know, the new guy and, you know, she's doing some TV stuff, but no doubt, I don't think they have any plans to do anything. I'm assuming she's working on some music or record. I'm sure I've heard and seen something about her only um, a couple of months ago. So it would be wonderful if her had to come back. It really would. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm not a fan of No Doubt. That's not my music, but I am a fan of hers. Like mm. I'm, like I said, she, she, I owe her to the day. She did something in 1999 the nicest thing ever anybody's ever done at the time and I'll tell you the quick story so in 1999 I was in a bad place in my life because the love of my life left me and broke my heart so I ran into Gwen on a video set for the band Bush you know she was with Gavin Mm -hmm. at the time Mm -hmm. and I told Gwen we were sitting on some chairs off set 
just talking about life and catching up. And I just said to her what I told her what had happened and I was depressed and sad. And it was, I just was in a dark, dark hole in my life. And she, I said to her, the biggest fear I had was because I, I lost my love and passion for photography. So I was really scared because that was always my savior. And she goes, well, you need to sit there and you need to get back to shooting. And I, I go, I'm shooting, but nothing for fun and nothing. I'm just doing jobs that minimal as possible. And, and I'm not, I mean, I'm just, I was basically a walking zombie at the time. So she says to me, you know, we should do a shoot together. I go, what? And she goes, let's do a shoot, set it up and let me know where to go. So I rented a hotel room, cheesy, crappy drug hotel room in, on Sunset Boulevard. And she came to the shoot, met me there, came, I had a makeup artist and a hairstylist. She brought some clothes. She came, we shot for a few hours in this crappy hotel. And at the end of it, she, she, walked out to her car and she gave me a big hug and she goes, I hope that helps. And I said, yeah. And, uh, so then I saw her a few days later to show the pictures and she loved them. And, um, I didn't put them on my website. I didn't show them to anybody until many years later, but I'll always thank her for that because she didn't have to do that. She didn't no. have to do a damn thing. No. What, what, really a lovely, nice what a lovely lady to do that for you. Yeah. Big time, big time. So, Sounds you know, like you've got those... some good people around you, Chris. Me? No, I hate all everybody around me. They're all, <laughs> They're all trying to kill me. <laughs> Especially my friend in Melbourne. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And I watch her read a peach the way she's biting and biting it And I probably shouldn't stare but I am fighting and fighting it And I think that she's aware and kind of liking it, liking it Hot girls, they can break me, break me Hot girls, you know what you're doing now Hot girls, come and break me, break me Hot girls, take me where you are I did notice you had quite a um, a lot of um, young ladies around you when um, <laughs> I came to see you at the uh, gallery. I couldn't get to you very much. There, lots of beautiful young ladies. Is mm. that a bad thing? No, that's okay. Uh, no, I've always been around. I've got my photo girls. with you. That was probably about uh, it. <laughs> yeah, no, but I tell people all the time. My whole life has been girls, literally since I was five. Ninety uh, percent of my friends are women, and it's always been that way. Always. I, I always tell you, if you ever, when I, when I get down there and you want to have a girl's night out with you and a bunch of girlfriends, bring me along because <laughs> I'll fit right in. And I've done it a hundred times with girls night out. Let's go. I'll be there. What do you want to talk about? Martha Stewart? Cooking? <laughs> cleaning? Husbands? Whatever you want to talk about. I'm there. I can handle it. So I've always had girls as friends and women as friends and, and they're all crazy and the young ones are still trying to kill me and, but it's all good. <laughs> well, hello to everybody's um, everybody out there who um, who wants to be your friend now. I'm sure. Yeah. After oh, this. I'm easy, man. I, <laughs> and then that's the other thing. When my friends get to know me, they know how easy I am. They're just like, shit. Just give them some ice cream. They'll shoot whatever we need. You know? <laughs> I'm very, very easy. Oh well, Chris. You haven't got any books for us, but you've got that massive big <laughs> print. You said that you've got a couple of what pictures are they? I, I have to figure out which ones they are, but mm -hmm. there's two big ones left in Sydney at the framers. Uh, my framer, my framer, uh, his, it's function framing. And I think it's in Redfern. Uh, his name's Alex. He has a bunch of my prints. So if anybody wants to go buy some Michael Hutchins prints, he has them. Okay. Just go walk in and say, Chris sent me. Yeah. I'll yeah. get a link. I'll put that onto, um, the, yeah. Uh, so function framing description. It's F U N K T I O N. But he keeps prints, but he has two big ones left. I forget what prints shots they are, but two of the big framed ones are left there. Ooh. Most of them got sold. Most of them sold. Most of them sold. And then I gave one to my best friend that she has in her uh, family room. Right in the middle. There's Michael right in the middle of her family room. <laughs> the family room. There, at Function, there is, there's a, there are some Michael prints there if anybody wants anything. Cool. Then you, All right. pay, then you don't have to pay for shipping. That's right. right. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll do so, that. And you'll do some more in November. Yeah. So in November and December, the plan is to do, um, to do, you know, these, what we're calling them top 40. So it's going to be like the, the, the 40 best 
of, of variety though, not just Michael, but there will be Michael there. And then I'll have, I'll definitely have stuff there that if people want to order prints and things like that. So, and I hope, I hope I, since I've never done anything in Melbourne before, I'm hoping I'm looking for an exciting time and a great turnout and everything. Such a, a rich rock and roll society in Melbourne. Yeah. And yep. you'll, they'll just lap you up. They really will. Exactly. Mm. And my, I have one of my really good friends is a music photographer down there. So she's helping me as well. And I'm excited about that, getting her help. Mm. So it's all good. You know, it's going to be fun. I just can't wait to get back. I cannot wait to get back to Australia. And I cannot wait to have my feet in the sand. And I cannot wait <laughs> to have some banana bread and some <laughs> a latte. And I can't wait, you know, and I just can't wait to be back in that apartment, you know. And if I can find myself a rich old lady to take care of me, then I won't leave. Definitely want to, you know, I keep saying to everybody, when I get to Melbs, my goal is to, uh, I really want, I want a really big turnout. I'm going to do everything I can to get people to show up to this, these three days and just do something really special. And so I'm going to be running around. My, I told my publicist already, you know, this is what's going to, we're going to try and do. And she's, oh, she goes, I'm ready when you are. And Excellent. So, um, we can't wait to have you back over here, Chris. How long was this? This was like way long. I'm sorry. No, no, we're okay. I talk too much. It's okay. <laughs> and just so you know, I've only told you like that much. I know. I know. I'd like to, well, I'd like to spend more time with you. Maybe we can have um, banana bread and coffee and have yes. a bit of a live chat when you, when you come over. I'll come down to Sydney. Definitely. That would be wonderful. Um, but I, I will tell you something off air that might be happening um, or will be happening, but um, I don't know. Um, I'm here, you know, as I tell days. everybody, you know, in the George Michael community and in the Michael Hutchins community, in the Chris Cornell community, the Nirvana community, the Scott Weiland, all those p- communities out there supporting and the big fans of these artists that are no longer here. I say this all the time. I'm here to help. So anybody out there listens and goes, we're doing a charity event. I always donate prints that they can raise money for charities. I do it all the time. If there, if you're anybody needs to, some help and advice on something, or they want to do something, or they want to, you know, come to a, sh- a opening night, please just reach out to me. I'm easy. I'm so easy, and I want to help these communities. Um, the George Michael community, boy, those I love those women, man. Those women do some amazing charity events, Thank and you. it's they're powerful about it. You know, yeah. my George Michael friends down in Australia. There's three women down there that are in Sydney that I love to death. I cannot wait to see them because we, we we'd always have breakfast every every other week and i cannot wait to see them i miss them so much so anybody out there listening you need anything please reach out thank you and thank you so much for coming on the show again thank you thank you everybody i appreciate it hey this is david from Derby. Hi, this is Katie from England. G'day, it's Paul from Sydney. Hi, this is Ella from the Netherlands. This is Dr. Jim and that's a wrap. Well, B, uh, congratulations on that. Did an awesome job. Hopefully the listeners, uh, you know, love part two as much as part one. It's always great just meeting people associated with a time and a place, isn't it, B? Yeah. Thanks for letting me ramble <laughs> on a little bit at the beginning there, but uh, we got into it eventually. But yeah, very interesting. Some of those stories he's got and like, yes, uh, dug a bit deeper, but um, hopefully we'll be meeting him, both of us, yes. Hayden, um, in November and uh, we can uh, find out a little bit more. Well, uh, we have a unique way, both of us of rambling on, don't we, uh, about different things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yours a bit more on subject, probably. (laughs) (laughs) Correct, correct. Okay. All right, B. Well, that's a wrap. I guess if you'd love to, in this section, talk a little bit about the fan engagement of people who love the band or love listening to our podcast, uh, over to you for your little segment. Okay, well, I'd like to say hello to a few people. I'd like to say hello to Greg and Karen and Anthony. And there's a few pages, I don't know if you call them twi- pages, but tweeters on, on t- Twitter. There is the Music Cube. I would uh, suggest you find them. And also Max AU. They're awesome. So, yeah, if you want to go and find those out and uh, follow them. And a big hello and fun engagement with you guys. <laughs> It's 
also too be. Um, we are getting lots and lots of communication on all, all the sort of the platforms. I'm a bit of a messenger uh, respondent and I've uh, been posting lots of little articles this last, uh, well, probably last week or two, uh, just about things that are coming out regarding the band. And thank you for all those people who have responded and have enjoyed those. I'll, I'll keep punching out information. And uh, a lot of the stuff I do send out is generally uh, repurposed from other people and other, you know, walks of life or other in excess of fan areas. So uh, we hope you don't mind us repurposing it. Uh, it's all for the greater good. Also, Hayden, we mm. are going to be doing something at the Shabu Shababa in Melbourne. Is that correct, yes. Sue? Yes, so yes, yes. we would like to get a bit of a crowd together. So if there's anybody out there from Melbourne, come say hello to us. Get in touch with Hayden or myself. And, uh, yeah, we're going to have a little bit of a... Hopefully a listening party. Is that what we're going to well, try Well, yeah. The, uh, it looks like in October the band, as we said earlier, releasing the 40th anniversary of Shabu Shabar with the uh, Ars Festival uh, companion piece. Um, and the bar's called Shabu Shabar, and I guess mm. it's called that for a reason. So I thought I'd go out this weekend, be and sample it and, uh, yes. you know, do a real, real job for the podcast and sample as many drinks as I can in the vibe <laughs> of the venue. <laughs> And oh. report in next week to see if we can coordinate something in that area. So it's not over the line yet. You're going to get your own seat with your name well, on it ready. <laughs> look, it's a tough job, these researching bars late at night on the weekend. But uh, I will uh, report in next week and give you an update and see what we can come up with. Okay. Well, just let me say this then, everybody. I'm going on the road. Me and my daughter, we're going on the road for oh, quite a few weeks. Um, so if you are in between Coffs Harbour all the way to Melbourne, I know we're going to pop in, probably see Paul Jolie and Darren, but we'd love to see you as lo- uh, along the way. And definitely if you're in Melbourne. So let us know where you are in, and, um, yeah, I'll let you know where I am even. <laughs> well, that's fantastic. It'd be good to catch up when you're down mm-hmm. here. And- all right. Uh, well, we've actually been very, very lucky. We talked about our lick nor, our lick, <laughs> lick nor <nay. laughs> Put that in the outtakes. <laughs> I bet you won't. Our Nick Lorne interview. <laughs> uh, and we are very excited. No, Well, Freudian slip. Someone already wants to leak Lorne, don't they? Okay. Oh, my tongue's coming out. <laughs> okay. All right. Roger Rabbit. <laughs> well, we were very fortunate to interview Nick Lorne in the last two weeks, and we're compiling that into a very, very, uh, well, uh, uh, two-part sort of series. But uh, we're very excited about the competitions that are going to be coming out the auction prizes that will allow you to possibly pick something up that relates to Nick. Uh, And we're going to be announcing that particularly soon once that uh, uh, podcast drops. Okay. Uh, I guess just in terms of our episodes, B, uh, we are going to be recording our next episode about music, but I thought I would let you know, B, um, I think I've sent you in the uh, liner notes here, but we're going to, uh, in our next little musical deep dive, review the greatest in excess Maxi CD single slash vinyl B side tape uh, Super Eight footage, whatever you want to call it. We're going to review what we think is one of the best releases for those who are buying sort of a a single small EP vinyl whatever. I won't specify what it is, but can't wait to share that one with you and the oh, listeners. Wow, sounds uh, quite exciting. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, and it's very timely at the moment too, which will make sense when we do record uh, mm-hmm. that for next week. Uh, but finally, B, we're going to go with a bit of a tribute song today. Okay. So the song I thought we'd go out with today, B, I was trying to find a theme for the week and uh, I was actually themeless. So I just went back to a great cover song that both NXS sing along with a uh, another particular singer. I think his name is Paul Pisoni. And now I think this might have been done on an Italian TV around 93, 94, uh, et cetera there. And you can find it on YouTube. But it's a, a cover of a great Beatles song called Revolution uh, that Michael sings along with his, uh, I think the guy might be Italian or French. I think it might be Italian. Uh, but he uh, sings a great duet with him, with the band on uh, live TV for Revolution. Because that's what music really is, B. Music should be a revolution. Uh, nowadays, the superstars seem to be cooks and chefs uh, in the younger people's zeitgeist. But in our era, it's rock and roll, and we want uh, the revolution to reappear in its in its uh, very much uh, uh, front and centre movement going forward. So we're going to go out with Revolution uh, by NXS and Paul Pisoni. Goodbye from me, B. Oh, yeah, P.S. 
the books are on their way. No way. Fantastic. Well done. Was that was that quite an epic thing to do? Did you get it right? I'll just I'll, I'll just say it was the hardest thing I've done since uh, <laughs> since we started. <laughs> Since losing 10 kilos, but uh, it's a good bye from me. <laughs> Happy birthday, Hayden. Thank you very Have much. A lovely weekend. Thank you very much. And it's a goodbye from me.